0: Hello, everybody we're here with mr bill foster i'm so happy to have you back (laughs) how are you doing
1: i'm doing great thank you very much for having me
0: back not a problem we're excited to have you um i i just uh just wanted to say to you that uh it's been a pleasure (laughs) (laughs) from the responses that i have been been getting and i've i've been trying i've been trying my best to um you know keep your uh to speak on you know parts about your movie and, and any and everything that I can about you well, on you. my social networks and even just some conversation I was talking today at work and I was like man I've been talking to some really awesome people the last few, few weeks <laughs> you know well thank you so, so much appreciate the
1: compliment yeah but thank I feel like you. a little more comfortable about the topic this week than I you know because uh, I've had 33 years and a lifetime experience in it so uh, I'll leave that intro up to you, but but I, I just feel a little more comfortable, a little more expertise in this, being that in the movies I've only been doing that since uh, 2016. But again, on this other the school stuff and the kids and everything and growing up, been doing it all my life, so uh, I think I'll be able to bring a lot to the table for this conversation.
0: Yes, and I appreciate it because that's what that's what I need. That's what we need because um, I feel like. I feel like, you know, it's a lot of emotions and thoughts when I, when I talk to people, and it just it leaves us in awe, you know what I mean? When we hear these things of school shooting, because your childhood should be able to be safe going to school, and mm-hmm. that's really not the case anymore.
1: Well, and, and yeah. too, on, on the school safety like that, it, it, we hear about every, you know, you stop and figure how many schools there are in, te- in the United States versus how many of them. Uh, are having the shootings so uh, the relative percentage is small but I don't want to take away from the seriousness of it. Uh, We in Texas have taken a lot of steps trying to protect schools. In fact when I was superintendent we were one of the first in state of Texas who implemented uh, concealed carry weapons on our district. And we didn't advertise. Now a lot of schools are advertising now and really getting a lot of publicity. Putting out there you know that this is what they're doing and they're going to protect at any cost and all this. We felt like we wanted to be quiet about it. We didn't want people to know we had the weapons on campus because we didn't want anybody to try to test us. And so Dang. luckily in the news that I was there, nobody did. I did, we did have one incident that just a crazy woman got on campus and we thought we was going to pull, I was gonna pull up my weapon one time, but it, would, it turned out not to, uh, but, but uh, you know, we, we've been doing things, trying to get everything protected and, and it's just, Everything has changed over the last, since Columbine, probably. Yeah. But, you know, we had a full plan when I was superintendent, all the way from blocking the school with school buses to, you know, where everybody's going to go and hide and who's in charge, who takes over, who talks to the police. It's a full, comprehensive plan. And I know everybody the state of Texas now, every school has required that now. But we were ahead of the, at the ball game, and, and I really uh, – I get jealous every once in a while because some of them that, that when i was still superintendent were getting all the fame you know for coming up with this and i was sitting there thinking we've been doing this for two or three years <laughs> and, hey. you know i know the president i don't remember what i think it's president obama was giving credit to one school in texas and i was like man that should have been us up there not them <laughs> but, you know that's just the breaks but but that's that's not why we're in here we we were in it to protect the kids and uh you know, it, it's so many, it's like an octopus. that has so many legs, so many different uh, aspects to school safety, bullying, yeah. Uh, yeah. protecting the And, you know, you wouldn't believe it, but you have to protect kids against parents, too, and uh, protect teachers against parents. I've had to have parents arrested, which is just unheard wow. of, but, but you, you, you would have to do that occasionally. And so, wow. uh, you know, they just would lose their cool. And think they're gonna take a situation in their own hands and get there and you know one instance they were threatening kids and threaten the teacher mm-hmm. and you know different situations like that and so uh, it's 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 a real mess for just that one or two people and a lot of it's you know mental illness that's a whole other chapter
0: oh yeah a whole another one
1: yeah yeah but you if you want to you just throw out the topics and I'll too, tell you what I know about them or we can discuss them however you want to do it but, or just ask the questions I'll be glad to jump in there
0: yes most definitely most definitely okay i guess i i I can start by asking um what 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 do you think that you know because when i sit back and i think after i get past the 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 pains the anger you know and then and okay the solution when it really comes down to it, it when it's gotten past the point of okay the bullying whatever the situation may have been to get to that point you know, what could have probably been prevented? And then what do we do when we get down to the point of the the child or the person even getting on the campus with the weapons? Where where do we start with that?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, there again, it's so multifaceted. One, you know, the kid. And let me tell you about the kid's point of view that does. They don't see the aftermath. Nobody really thinks about that. But they're put in isolation when they're arrested. Or they're killed, you know, they kill themselves one, or, or police have to take them out another. But uh, they don't see—they don't see the aftermath. They don't see the the uh, tears and everything that they bring upon everybody because they're in jail. And you know, I think that's a valid point that we got to make is you know they want to do this for whatever reason in their mind, but they don't ever see the the aftermath because they're separated from it. But uh, before that, you know there's got to be that self-discipline that tells the kid not to do that uh, right you know i can speak from from my experience i was very bullied when i was younger in, in school because that that's why i say that's one of my area of expertise and i did become school principal and, and superintendent so i made sh- i tried to make sure that didn't happen at school but uh you know and and i had no support at home when i'd get home from it they just said you have to grow up and accept it And, but you know, uh, you would, you would, you know, in your own mind, you would plot revenge against those kids that were picking on you all the time, but you never really followed through with it because you knew better. I mean, you knew the consequences. And I think kids have to realize they have to have, they got to know that there's consequences to all their actions. And some of the kids we see in school shootings come from home that, either broken homes or no no consequences at home so they don't understand we see Mm -hmm. kids come from a video background where it's just like a video game to them they don't realize that's real life out there that they're taking uh we see kids that come from perfect homes you know if there is such a thing that we don't understand but uh and i and i think those fall into the mental illness department of it and a lot of it you know to go out and take another life is You've got to really look at that mental side of it, too, the mental illness side of it. But
2: but some, you
1: know, they get hate so much, so filled. They get uh, anger. They get hurt. They, You know, it's a constant basis. We've got to recognize that before they ever get to that point. The parents have to Mm -hmm. recognize it. The teachers have to recognize it. Their friends have to recognize it and turn them in, which is really hard for their friends to do. But the teachers and and parents have got to really step up and uh, yeah. try to head it off. I, you know, I'm not gonna blame the, the their friends because you know how peer pressure is about telling them somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, let they know there's gonna be a gun there or something like that. But if they see a student about to break, they they need some help. Uh, but you know, it's gonna come down to the parents and the teachers and the administration and whoever has mm-hmm. contact with those kids. Yeah. They've got to make sure that bullying does not go on in front of them. And there's various reasons why that happens. You know. We going go into that, you know, like on the teacher side of it. Some teachers try to stop it as soon as they see it. Some mm-hmm. teachers don't know what's going on, just they're oblivious to it. Some teachers are scared, you know, because the kids may be doing the bullying. They don't want to have to handle that uh, discipline part. And then that goes back to your administrators. Does that teacher, does she not address it or he not address it because he knows he's not going to get backed up when he gets to the office? Or if he feels like he's, they're going to get backed up, they feel safer in taking a step forward and stopping that stopping that bullying and bullying can take on so many different uh, avenues you know it can yeah. be just it can be physical it can be mental Um yep. it can be anything just you know just bumping them in the hallway continually you know that mm-hmm. you don't think about it but that go on all day every day that's gonna get that kid you know that's just pretty yeah. old uh yeah, it's,
0: it's and, the only so a person can take
1: yes yes you know mine bully bullying i had there was two or three boys that just make, decided to make my life miserable and, and you know and and they did and so there, i had no recourse you know my parents told me not to fight so i didn't fight uh so you just sit there and took it i didn't tattle on them you know it's just you just sit there and took it and your life was miserable and i swore that mm-hmm. i would never ever allow that if i got to be a teacher and that's what i did and so uh you know and that there again it comes from the different generations you know my parents are like you you go to school you take what you got and you come home um, and uh, now then we're more aware of it and then i think we've we got to build that bigger support system when they get home and when your child tells you you've got to be able to be an adult and not a friend and you've got to listen to them when yeah. they when it's just a normal kids or is it bullying bullying is when it takes it goes beyond two or three times three times
0: yeah exactly so
1: that, that, everybody's gonna get pushed down on the playground, you know everybody's yeah. gonna get made fun of occasionally, but when it becomes a daily in day in day out routine where they try to make that yeah. person feel as yeah. limb as possible uh, yes yeah. that becomes harassment, yes, and so that's mm-hmm. that's where that student's got to be able to step up and and tell somebody to get it stopped,
0: yeah yeah you said some really powerful things and you were so correct when you said bullying could take so many avenues and it's like it's not this is this is not one of the topics that is just like you know what i mean like it's simple until the point like it opens up a wide range because so many things mm-hmm. can happen it just this, this is a, a conversation that a topic that it just it just opens it just when i first started off with this bullying and i realized i said there were so many other things that came with it. I said, I'll never wrap, get to wrap this show and in, in one shot, you know, in one in one, you know, show. This is gonna. Yeah. It brings up all kind of avenues of from like you you mentioned in the home, like disciplining the kids and talking to them about these things in the first place, so they even know better. They can make that choice after the thought passes. I'm not going to do that because I know better. You know, these would be the consequences. Mm-hmm. So it starts in the home. You know what I mean? Who knows if they, if they are to have these conversations because like you said, once there was a time and I grew up in one of those times too where you just take it as normal. You, you you get through it or they'll minimize it and yeah. say, oh, this is normal. Kids do that or don't fight back or you got to man up, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and and that's really not the case because I look at it and look what's going on Going on now, and yeah. I think that's yeah. probably obviously it's playing out now. Why people are sitting back, like, why is nobody doing this? Why is nobody doing that? Because the thought was how maybe that person perceives how they were raised, you know what I mean? Yep. And so it, it plays out in what's going on right now, you know? Exactly. That is crazy,
1: yeah. yeah. And you never know what kind of home life they always talk about. You know, the bully comes from the, the bad home life, they're repeating what they see and all that. And it's not always the case, because I, I can tell you from the fact, some of those bullies come from really good home
2: homes. Mm-hmm, some of them yep. come
1: from rich, come up from poor. There's no social boundaries there. They just decide that's what they're going to do. It, it's kind of like, a, you know, they see somebody weak and they want to just pounce on them. And, yeah. you know, I, I've talked several times over the last year or so, looking back, you know, what would I, you know, it would have been a reach for help but what would have happened if I just picked up a chair and, and, and you know, took out the guy that was that was bullying me? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'd gotten in trouble, but maybe it woke somebody up. And uh, that would have uh, got me some help. You know, I, yeah. I was just trying to think of different avenues that could have helped me, could have helped the other kids. You know, nothing says you got, you got to take it. There's no rules. And when I was a principal, if I found out they were taking up for themselves, they did not get in trouble. You know, now if they were right. both mouthing and the fight started, that's different. But if they were getting picked on and they were taking up for themselves, they did not get in trouble, but the bully did. And right. that's really hard as a principal. That's really hard to to factor out. You know, yeah. if there usually all your fights, you know, there's all it leads up to, some, you know, from something they start mouthing. It. But if I did find out it was something like that, it, it's a whole different ball game, and that didn't set well with some parents. But I really didn't care because that's just the way I was going to handle it. But uh, yeah. you know, I. Uh, but you know, like I said, kids. When they reach out for help, that's what we've got to see. Sometimes it's a fight, sometimes it's fighting back, sometimes it's.
0: You can't shut them down, yeah. yeah. We
1: we just got to learn and be able to get that out of them back then. You know, we didn't Mm. have counselors back in the day when I was in school. We had them, but that's not what they were there for. Don't know really what they were there for. They were there. there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) 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 right? But they were there. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but they They were were there. I remember I had counselors, yeah
1: yeah they're more like a they're more like a guidance counselor's college and stuff they weren't in there to help you as far as the emotions now and now we have got to have both. you know it's amazing yeah. uh, you wouldn't think elementary school would need a counselor and we kept our counselor busy all the time mm-hmm. and yeah. help those kids learn how to cope and how to deal with situations which they're not trained to do and their minds mm-hmm. aren't uh, have the ability to handle a lot of that and mm-hmm. the and we don't know, and we've talked about this a lot, we don't know if it's the outside stimulus in the kids, the diet or what, but what, uh, I'm 57 years old, and what we saw is when we were in sixth grade, the kids now are having to deal with that same type of stuff in fourth grade, or maybe mm-hmm. early in third grade. You know, puberty has gotten earlier, uh, those decisions are starting getting earlier. They're having to make decisions like we thought of back in sixth, seventh grade. They're seeing that same type of exposure in third and fourth grade, so their minds are not built for that. But yes, they're getting exposed to it, and yeah. so there's a lot of different things there that we have to really look out for, and just be mm-hmm. aware of. You know, I've got two grandkids, five and eight years old, that we, you know, hopefully we know what to do with them when they get that age, <laughs> but <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> and teach them how to handle situations. But, but. Uh, you know, we have to be able to stop the bullying. That's the main thing, and stop it. Yeah,
0: yeah, nip it in the bud, right, right away,
1: as, as quickly as possible, and not to be scared of the ones that are doing it. Somebody's got to stand up to them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm on it on a daily basis. When I catch someone putting someone down, or I had a whole conversation the other day, and I said. You know, they got this thing where the kids say, what are those? And they're talking about a kid's shoes, you know what I mean? And sometimes yep. they happens to be a kid's shoe that probably isn't too popular. And I had to say, I was like, well, what are those? I said, they're not yours because you didn't buy yep. them. Your parents bought them for you. So you don't have any shoes just like you said he doesn't. You know, and I said, and yep. as long as he has shoes on his feet, that's all that really matters. I told him, I said, you yep. don't know what someone is going through, you know what I mean? When they're not here or when they're at home, you can be that person that, you know, just, jumps on them even more and then, you know what I mean, something, an outcome can happen. I had to talk, you know, I was like, people do things and, and take they don't take them like you do. You could probably brush it off. Some people aren't like that. Some people, you know what I mean, hurt themselves or, or it can be a different outcome. And do you want to be that person, you know what I mean, that yeah. that was part of those events that took place, you know? Like, yeah, you have to stand, we have to diversity. teach our kids empathy, first of all. Yeah. We have to teach them how to have empathy for others.
1: Yeah, you brought up a very good point there about just simple as, as the shoes because we think of bullying as mostly being physical, you know, pushing them, hitting them, beating them, or whatever, but it, it's just simple as that. You know, they don't like their clothes. And so if it's a, a daily routine of putting them down about their clothes, Daily routine about teasing about their shoes or the wrong color, or, or the you know the wrong size or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We've got to stop it. You got to jump in there and stop it. And yep. because that kid, when he leaves your classroom, he's following that other one. You know, follow him around, just making continually harassing him, making up rumors about him, things of that nature. You know, junior high kids and high school kids, with a rumor that suddenly becomes truth, and that that kid's afflicted for life, then. Because yeah, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they made up about them, everybody thinks that that's true and, and it goes on forever and ever. Yeah, you know,
0: it's and, a horrible uh, feeling, yeah. It,
1: it is, you know, they just make up anything about them and, and uh, you know, just whether, you know, just anything, a dirty rumor that, that makes everybody laugh is, and pretty soon everybody says that's the truth and that poor kid mm-hmm. was never even close to that or whether they were or they weren't. It, it's not to be, you know, just put down on them all their life if they made a mistake but yeah. uh you know if we, if we knew that bully's background that we could probably bring out a lot more worse than that but but uh yeah
0: yeah, yeah uh-huh.
1: it, it just it breaks it boils down to being you have to be preventative and you have to teach the kids and i think we're yeah. coming a long way with that in education yeah. right now we don't get always yeah. the best shape from the public uh we don't always get the best shape from the the politicians, because they want to make it sound like we're doing a really bad job, but public education is here to stay, and we really do a good job. There's always that little ten percent that doesn't, but ninety yeah, yeah. percent of ninety percent of them do.
0: Yeah, for for sure. And that that ten percent you speak of is, um, you know, I have this uh support. I have these different, you know, when I started, you know, uh, researching more on you know bullying and stuff and then I came across so many parents to this day it's it's so disturbing that are right now dealing with education in schools that have been not too supportive and have told parents well there's nothing you know the the child it'll show a face beaten in and all that stuff and the school will say well there's nothing we can do about it you know and it's like when when I hear those words I'm like what do you mean there's nothing you can do about it um, this is a, there you is. know,
1: this is, I, I don't understand all that. Kinds do. there,
0: that is the same way of. out. All
1: mm-hmm. I get frustrated when they say there's, when yeah. a kid gets hurt and there's nothing they can do about it. As superintendent, I would get so upset and principal yes, you come to me and we'll get something done. They're, your kid's not going to be uh, beat up at school and we're going to get to the bottom of it and it's going to be mm-hmm. stopped if we even have to call the police and, and get them involved. I tried not yeah. to involve police unless it's an all-out assault, but and if it's a assault, they were called. You know, I I wasn't gonna put up. And do not let schools tell you there's nothing they can do because there is. You just got to stay yeah. your the ground and uh, make sure something is done. Because, yeah, yeah. You, Whether it's request that kid your child move to another classroom, you know, in the smaller grades where they're not uh, departmentalized, they can you know do mm-hmm. that. Just get them out of that situation. Uh, you know and uh texas they're even getting to the point where uh possibly change districts but i I sent my senators and representatives an idea for a bill of course not a one of them answered me but i wanted to make it where if a kid went to another school because they were bullied or victim a victim of bullying or victim of family violence they could check in under their legal name but then they have an assumed name and nobody knows who they are except by that assumed name
3: Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Democracy works best when we all vote, But misinformation and confusion about election procedures have resulted in low voter turnout. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, takes the guesswork out of the voting process. How to Vote is easy to use and helps folks from all over the country overcome many of the process barriers to voting. Democracy Works is committed to helping you vote no matter what. Their tool, How to Vote, does just that these are some examples. You can sign up for election reminders, see what's on your ballot, get step-by-step assistance requesting your ballot. Explore your options for returning your voted mail ballot. Check your voter registration status. Find your polling site and make sure you have the appropriate ID. Listen up. Decide when and where you'll vote this year. At how to dot vote? Yes, decide when and where you'll vote this year. At how to dot vote, please go check this out now.
1: Mm-hmm. So that way. The other bullies or whoever cannot find them and, yeah. or the family violence. And so they're kind of like a witness protection plan for students. Yeah, the, school,
2: the kid awesome. moves
1: 20 miles down the road or 50 miles down the road and, and gets an assumed name. And then so that way people don't, hopefully don't, can't follow that person. Because I know if they're too close and they know who it is, is, especially through social media now, they're going to find that kid and they're going to keep bullying them through social media, through or try to get the other school going too. So that I thought if they could change their name and move to a different school and uh, go into that assumed name, it, it would help them out. But but that's just an idea I had because, uh, you know, if, if it's a family violence and mom or dad takes them to another school, they can get them in under a different name, and that other uh, violent, family violent person, the one that's doing the aggression, maybe can't find them. Uh, yeah. As of right now, in schools, if a non-custodial parent comes in you have to tell them yeah they're here no they're not unless they have a court order saying you can't do that
0: yeah so, mm-hmm. um, have to deal with that a lot
1: there is things can be done
0: a lot of things yeah so that's one when, when I hear that you know and and another reason why I want to use my my show my platform and make it so powerful for for parents um that hear those things and they don't know I you mean know, you let them know don't settle for that you say something you store you know you take your child out of it you don't settle for i don't know that's that's the that's red right alert right there right. that your child does not belong there like basically saying bring your child here we cannot keep them safe because things are going to happen you know what i mean wherever we yeah. send our kids but what are you going to do to put in place so they don't happen but when they do happen what do you do to stop it or sort of you don't know I need mean? to not to make it so it doesn't happen, it's not so likely for it to happen again. We send our yeah. kids to school. Sometimes kids, they see them. They're at school more than they're at home. They don't see their parents as much. You spend these many hours every day with these children. These are your children now. Now you have told this parent your child is okay in my care, and so you owe it to a parent to make them feel so safe. You know, you got mm-hmm. a child at school terrified they can't learn. You got a parent that can't focus at work or quit their job or don't want to be at work you know what I mean, or whatever it may be, because they're so concerned about, about their child. And it's, it's crazy to me. Why would you even take on that role if you know you're not willing to even give 100%? Yeah, and,
1: and again, we're talking about a very small percentage, uh, but we've got to be ready for it. And like I said, everybody's yeah. going to get bullied a little bit. But yeah. when it becomes out of control, that's what we've got to address. And exactly. Or if it becomes physical at any time, you know, uh, whether it's just a one-time fight or a continual pushing down or whatever. That yeah. you, you request that parent-teacher meeting. You request that parent-principal meeting or council meeting, wherever. And so that way it can get stopped because they can, you can uh, investigate it. If you want to spend enough time, you can investigate back. Now, remember, you do have the chronic ones that always say they're getting bullied that are not. And Mm -hmm. that's that's even a smaller percentage, but they do like attention. But you have to get through those. But the ones that's truly bullied, uh, we we tried to jump on that as quick as possible and stop it. And I would always put out to all the teachers to watch these two. And then in the elementary, made sure those two were not in the same classroom the next year. Or if I had to move them during the year, I would. I always gave my parents that option. I said, Mm -hmm. you know, if we can't solve this would you like to move to a different class? and uh usually they would say why does my child have to move when the other one's the bully and that's and that's when i'd, I'd move the other one but i'd always give yeah. them that first choice and yeah. so someone to keep the teacher someone would move it but but uh you know there's options out there for them it's so not dead in rows and that's what they got to realize and when that yeah. kid sees that people are in their corner that will help them grow up mature and try to be that good person
0: exactly exactly you know, I had a situation where I had to ask um, a principal and a counselor, what, what do you do? What can you do to assure me that this won't happen again? And they had blank stares in their, in their eyes. And they said, well, you know how it is, you know, kids. You tell them not to do something, they do it. And I kind of looked, I said, but what do you have in place? What do you have in place for after you suspend this kid and they come back and they cross paths again? Well, what's next? You know, like, well, why don't we put in programs that bring kids together and teach them how to work together? You know, I mean, we have to teach children these things. They just don't know. what We expect so much out of kids; they have it hard themselves. We always minimize their issues and say, "You don't have a lot going on. You just you don't pay bills." It's like, no, it's kind of rough for them because they have to live amongst all these, you know, I mean, things that kids put on each other. You know, and we don't make it any easier when we minimize. And that's why they didn't want to tell us anything because we don't. You come off like we don't care because you're a kid, so your feelings and what you go through aren't valid. They're, they're, They're not as important. And I had to teach myself that, too, you know. You yeah, know? So we're question. not all perfect. We just got to realize what we've done wrong, what we're not doing right, and then you try something different.
1: Yeah, and, you know, if it's a situation where a kid's been suspended, he's probably not his first time, and you're never going to get those kids and that type of kid to change his mentality – Uh, So you got to protect everybody against them. And so that's why
2: as soon as they got
1: back in my office, they went right back to to suspension. Once they got to that point, I tried to keep them out as much as possible. Uh, I remember one student uh, had a police file assault on him. But when I pulled his folder, I said, you've been in here five times and five times they're all fighting. Son, you are gone. And I sent him away right then. He didn't come back to my Mm -hmm. campus because that was a pattern of of being a bully. And I wasn't going to have it and uh yeah. so he spent the rest of the year in discipline alternative school and uh, so when they do come back there has to be a plan for them. you know instance, has got to get those teachers when they do come back and watching it if it's changing schedules if it's you know supervision at all times and you know just because the bell rings does not mean you have to let those kids walk the hallways you can hold that kid in the classroom till everybody clears the hallways and then they can walk to their next class you know like, people mm-hmm. don't like that but that there's a they think that they're in charge sometimes when they're not, you know, just because they think I can walk down the hall anytime I get ready. No, you can stand here and wait till that next bell rings. That could be the plan where they walk down the hall by themselves or escorting. You know, if somebody goes and escorts them to the next classroom, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do. Yeah. And you can make that boy's life just as miserable as he is making everybody else's too.
0: Yeah, to turn the tables yeah. On them
1: Just a little bit.
0: Yeah, if they don't like it then should have thought of that before you decided <laughs> to be a terror right. amongst change things. your ways change mm-hmm. your ways
1: or, or we're going to make your life just as smooth as we can and when I, I like say it's going to be we're going to make sure you follow the rules
0: not mm-hmm. as yeah. far
1: as we're going to be the bullies we're just going to make sure you
0: follow the rules you
1: think you're going to win exactly. this we we well, are not mm-hmm.
0: I like that I like that I wish there were more that you know what I mean you know has that you know had what you, you had in place because it'd be so much di- a different outcome from what, what we have now and it's just straight to violence and then so, and a lot of in the, a lot ends up in death and none of it will ever ever make sense you know and it no. and I always goes straight to the, to the administrative us as adults us as parents we're all responsible you know we've got to do Daniel. that we've got to work together
1: one of my other jobs is I mentor first year teachers just going through alternative certification, which means you know, so they hadn't had the education classes, they hadn't been trained in a lot of ways that teachers going to be trained in college. And when I get in those situations, sometimes where that classroom is 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 disruptive, I tell them I said that's not fair to you. You can't teach when you know you've got to put your foot down. You've got to make sure that that students make you know you got now you can't just start you know at the top. You got to build up. You know you got to yeah. Convert. You can't just wait till they're completely out of hand when I say start to talk. You can't wait till they're completely out of hand. Then all of a sudden, oh, I got to do something. It's yeah, has got to nip it in the bush. Right away, if you're talking and you don't want them talking, you tell them to be quiet. If they don't, they got to face some consequences. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's hard, hard for young teachers to realize because uh, yeah. a lot of them don't want to be do the, be the bean person. A lot of them don't want to be the yeah. bull. And, uh, they want to like be liked by that.
0: their kids. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They want to be their friend and stuff. They got to realize... We're not their friend, we're there for a job. And, and mm-hmm. that one kid is disrupting class, he's keeping my my child from learning. And exactly, so, uh, it's
0: not fair to the others, yeah. That's right, so
1: we've got to always keep that in mind when, when we're uh, in class. But there's yeah. all mm-hmm. kinds of avenues now that there wasn't back when, but, but it's getting better, but yet uh, it's always going to be a problem. We've got to be on top of excellent. it.
0: Yeah. Most definitely. I remember someone told me not that long ago, it was made sense because we say, change the world. You know, we can change the world. And that's such a big order when people, and they'd be like, we can't change the world. But he said, we can't change the world, but we can put a dent in it. And I said, that makes sense. <laughs> I right. like that. Right. <laughs>
1: and I'm told, too, we can't protect you against yourself. Right. You know, if, <laughs> if you're going out and you're doing all the mouthing, then somebody comes up and slaps you because you're mouthing. You know what? you got to keep your mouth shut <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you can't protect yeah yourself. yeah, uh, yeah. And, so, and when we would get that situation i would refer them to counseling so that way they could learn to be better socially acceptable and you know mm-hmm. that brings up a lot of things now that kids are just not socially uh, uh acclimated for whatever reason sometimes the parents don't let them get socially acclimated sometimes they just they want to stay in the room, play video games, or, or read books, or whatever. We've always had those, but we just got more of them now that just actually won't, do not uh, go to the norms and just don't want to be around people. And yeah. He,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, we've it's got not to healthy. How to be socially acceptable.
0: Yeah. You would think it's all good because they're like, oh, he stays at home and he reads books. And that's so awesome. But it's like, no, you gotta teach them. So- they gotta be in social environments because they'll close it. You know what I mean? It could, it could not. It, it could turn out still a horrific, you know, matters if a child just closes up and doesn't socialize because they don't know oh, how yeah. to. Now they become awkward, and I- I've seen that before. You know, like with my son. He, um, cause I know back in the day, I it was a whole when me I was growing up, it was the whole street streetlight thing. You know what I mean? We'd be outside playing and all that stuff, and it's like having dark streetlights on to get inside. We'll uh, play our little tails off. And now kids are just on the phone, they're inside, social media, video games, social media, video games. You know? Yeah, and, and, and we're not going
1: to change that. You know, we're, that's too big a force. We can't change it, but as parents, we can take take time away from them. And, you yeah. Know, you are going to get out and play and you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And you know, we hear autism told that a lot that's self-diagnosed when it's just really just social disorder rather than autism. Yeah. Uh, you know, people that out there when they really don't know it's just those kids have got to get socially uh, acceptable to to the norm yeah and, and so learn. Learn.
2: yeah
1: exactly and so uh but you know that that again that's a small percentage of the kids but yeah uh, but the main thing on all of it is just be aware yeah be aware of what's going on and and stop it when you see it happening yeah and report yep, definitely. It
0: yeah i know i'm on it i'm like uh, you know because i never really liked it anyway even growing up you know because you like you said you were bullied i had been bullied i didn't realize it until i got older i just knew that i didn't have a tolerance for it and i was really turned off by people that would even put other people down Something like am looking at you like who are you who made you the yeah. best thing going you know but i realized that i had been dealing with a sort of i just wasn't willing to sit back my uncle taught me when i was younger and i knew what he meant by it and you have to really watch it these days with its boundaries and you have, what you say to a child because we can know what we mean by it but they don't and might take mm-hmm. it to another level i tell my son to protect himself and fight back and that's fine but i need him to know you know what i mean how to pick his battles and his challenges when it's not a situation oh, yeah. where you might want to do that you know and my yeah, uncle he sent me back outside if he's uh, a
1: lot better, if that bully's a lot bigger than you be sure and take care of it and there's people
0: that can stop it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that person that like there's that like I know there was this one time, it was a phase where when there was you know, back in the day you go out in the street streets, you know, I mean they'd be like, Okay, you guys go out, you know, and you uh fight it out. But it doesn't happen like people pull out guns, kids pull out bladed knives, oh, yeah, blades yeah, yeah. stuff like that, you know? And it's so yeah, that, scary. those days are gone.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Those days are gone about yep, well, gone. you don't ever know what that kid's gonna do, but they do need to stand try to stand up to the bullies but but yeah. uh, the main thing is just try to get help because it's, it's more than just what that one child can handle as far as somebody's bullying them because they're probably yeah. getting bullied because they're a soft person you know i was a, mm-hmm. just a just a meek and mild child uh and just you know i never want to make anybody mad and, and you know at that time i was smaller than everybody else i'm six five now so uh i'm not so much smaller anymore but then i was and uh you know you you just you don't realize that constant bullying goes on but you you also you do learn to deal with it but it, it
0: causes scars the rest of your life and that's what the rest really of your life good. yeah it'll carry on to your how you uh are in your adulthood or how you handle things and i try to tell you know have you know i always try to make that clear to my even my own child and when there's a teachable moment to some, to a sometimes adult <laughs> that yeah. things that play out in your childhood and bullying leave scars all the way up until someone is a full adult and how they are in relationships and how they handle things. It, it doesn't uh-huh. go away. It's
1: not a phase. No, uh-uh, no, they've,
0: mm-hmm. they've got
1: to learn how to live and, and make, make, uh, live those rules and and be social, etc., and respect the others. And, and you know, and when you get down to it, the bullies just don't have any respect. Uh-uh. And wherever they got that, we don't know, because like yeah. I said, some come from really good families. Some comes from your, I mean, you know. Some of them are your parents' best friends, and but the kids don't get along, and, and there's that one that bullies the others, and you and you tell on them, and nothing happens because they're friends, and there's all those mm-hmm. situations. So what I'm saying, yes. bullies come from all walks of life. There's all no walks of life.
0: Yeah, all walks of life. I had did a show one time, and when I first started with podcasting, and it was kind of amazing because I was getting all these people reaching out from all over the nation. It was even in Africa. And they were reaching out and they were talking about how bullying was an issue and that there, that month, at that time, there were five suicides. And it was amazing to me because it was like, oh my God, how much we all have in common, different walks of life, but still dealing with the same stuff. Yeah.
1: Those kids that do that suicide, they just feel like they don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. You know, they, and they that's the, that's my just concern. Like
2: yeah. yeah, so well, we've, yeah.
1: Got the, we've got to, we've got to to uh, recognize those signs and, and do something yeah. to help those kids before it, because usually in kids if it's suicidal we get them past that and they're good it's just that yeah, one exactly. time you know they one or two times in his life now, if they're habitually suicidal then we're talking about mental illness but you know get that one that's whether it's broke up their boyfriend or girlfriend or got yeah. bullied or something at school and they feel like they're not going to be able to move on we've got to yeah. be able to catch those ahead of time
0: yeah, and, and uh, be supportive uh, of them too. Don't minimize it. Don't it them it's nothing. Get, get
1: yeah.
0: hmm We tend to, but a lot of adults minimize when they're like, "Oh, you don't know what love is, heartbreak." That's a lot to them, very child. So I always oh, tell yeah. people, let's let's go back to the key word here, child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we're I mean? yeah. so not going to think like us. Some adults don't even think have you know what I mean. So it's like the you imagine they're Yeah, the they're not. not yet. It's the end of the world to them, and we should like, treat it. Tenderly and go and Don't minimize it, and and show them that it does matter. Because once you do that, you shut them down, and that's when yeah, we end up yeah, with. have you
1: know, a lot of, a lot of commercials that really go in that direction, that and appreciate those, and let people know that, that it's all out there. But yeah, yeah, they got to act like adults. The adults act like adults, and kids are going to act like kids because our yeah. brains are not. The kids' brains aren't developed.
3: Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. Go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on stances, on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on Election Day. This election matters. Make sure you have a plan to vote and vote informed. This year, with changes to polling places and vote-by-mail laws as a result of COVID, it's more important than ever to have a plan to vote. Local elected officials affect our lives every day. They decide who to prosecute, monitor the quality of our drinking water, and choose the leadership of our schools. 30% of voters take the time to vote and then leave some part of their ballot blank. This is a missed opportunity to choose the leaders of our communities. It's okay if you're unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. We recommend hosting a ballot party. Get together with friends over Zoom. Split up the research and go through your ballots together. Go to BallotReady.org. Go to BallotReady.org ballot org. Enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed. Go to BallotReady.org, please. This is very important that you vote and you vote informed. Thank you. Right,
0: right. And, that, and it's scary and that's why we get these situations with the shootings and stuff because it's not developed mm-hmm. they don't have that thing where like this isn't right or this isn't you know what I mean they're just thinking they in that way. they understand the
1: finality of death
0: mm-hmm Yeah. That's so important. it's so important for people, for the proper, like in school or wherever, wherever there's children that reside, you know, it could be, you know, a boys and girls club, wherever, there has gotta be, pro- just like there's CPR and all these other trainings, that this has gotta be a training that's mandatory too. Cause sometimes, uh, and, it, and it's okay, I understand if you don't know, you don't know. You should soon get an adult, oh, you should know things. You know, saying it's got to be the proper training they might not know how to handle it What what's next what how to really you know and it's got to be training put in place before you can really point try to point fingers or you know figure out you got to first put that training in place just as much as you do everything else you know, you know our children
1: are our most precious commodity right now
0: yeah uh, yeah their future their future i'm like uh we're not gonna live forever so you yep. need to give That's them a that. platform and a safe way I was
1: in a local here a while back where I was an elementary principal for 10 years and I saw some of my students coming in and they had elementary age children and so not to say I'm getting old but you know, <laughs> you know if I still there I have to have second generations and you know some generations they uh, keep going like they, their parents you, you know but uh, you hope you've done something for them in your life that that yeah. helped them out and so maybe change their lives. But it's always mm-hmm. great to see that, you know, that kid that, that's grown up and then now they've got their family. And uh, it's amazing how fast
0: time does fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always amazing. There's not, nothing, especially when it comes in education, there's no money that could really, you know what I mean, take the place of, of watching a, a child grow and, and yeah. then actually watch them grow to a full adult and, and live their lives and have their children and, that's, a, that's an amazing thing just, and I'm just yeah, at so, the point where I'm seeing kids from kinder to like sixth grade and seven and stuff like that and to me every year I'm just like oh my gosh that's, it's so heartwarming because you, you you know you get close to the, these kids you get connected it, you know what I mean I know for me I do you know and, my first, and my
1: first students are over 50 years old
0: now you know
1: they're
0: oh, wow. <laughs> so, that's amazing
1: so at, I was at it for a while Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I started back in 1984 so uh, and teaching high school, so you know you see these different generations coming through, mm-hmm. and and how some of them do repeat themselves in the good ways and the bad ways, but you do also see some of the changes in there too. So yeah. you know it's not a lost cause. That's the main thing. That's what I'm trying to
0: it's say. It's not. It's not. you get to
1: see the precious commodities, and and they're they're coming on, and and that's where it starts with the little kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely, I feel like the world, the heart of the world, is our children, you know. And mm-hmm. it's like, exactly. And when I when I see this, and I feel like they go, you know what I mean? Like when I when I when I see this and think like the stuff happening right now with everything in the schools and the violence and the bullying, and and when we don't do them, you know, justice as administrators and all that stuff, it, it hurts me because it's like these are our precious precious, especially when you have kids of your own. Some people don't well, really yeah. get affected unless it happens to yeah. them.
1: It starts making sense to the teachers. It's when they start having kids of mm-hmm. their own, it all starts making a lot more sense to them. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, like I said, 90, 95% of teachers are all good. You have that yeah. small percentage that's that not percentage. just like yeah. anything. Uh, but they, those, that small percentage gives everybody a bad name. And uh, you know, the legislature here in Texas, I was so upset with it when I retired. I started running for legislature, but I just decided I'd, I'd had all the meetings I wanted but uh you know they're trying to make public education look as bad as possible and mm-hmm. it's not that bad as bad as people say it is it's, it's a good thing
0: 10%. yeah and
1: it's, it's ours and, and it's one thing that we can go and change if something's not right and you can go and have you can make a change in that so mm-hmm. uh you know there's there is bad apples in the barrel but 99 of them are good so uh, yeah you support your local schools and if you've got a problem You take it to where it needs to go, not
0: not to the coffee shop. Yep, Amen. I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much for saying that and making it very clear about the small percentage, because it shows. Like for me, for example, I'm just fighting so hard to get the support and get people to come together and let's just get, get on board and let's do something to help these kids that are going through this you know what I mean because then it might mm-hmm. help someone look at it as okay well it's not such a big order sometimes it's just like that for people and to realize like it's not like you're trying to you know it's not all schools there are places. there's things put in place you can change like me I changed my child to the school so I gotta keep doing it that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do whatever it takes to affect my child. But it's like we can make a change. Some people are already self-defeated. It's like if I do something, it's never going to happen. There was a time in life where somebody did something, and that's why we we're all sitting here today even having this conversation because they wanted to make a change, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like... And you mentioned something yeah. else. If
1: something's happening to my child and I can't get a change, you know, I'm. A, if I had to keep my same job, but I'm going to move, you know? we we're, we're in a we live in America where you can pack up and move pretty easy. People think mm-hmm, they can't, yeah. but you sure can. And if it's my child, I'm gonna move and get them to a better mm-hmm. spot, which I've done before. Not not necessarily for that reason, but they did end up in a better spot. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, that just helps everybody sometimes. But when you when you feel like you can't do anything, then uh, then you got to sit back and say, what can I do as far as a parent to make this thing better? Yeah. Because,
0: yeah yeah because that parent silo what can i do as a, as a parent if that you're not getting that help from that that wherever you know what i mean the school or wherever it may be as a parent what you know what I mean can you do I mean, you know you've tried everything with the school you've tried every
1: game it and you're, you know we can't make everybody happy and uh, you know sometimes there's some of those that we just can't make, please no matter what and that's when sometimes you got to change at home. Maybe pack it up, move yeah. it to a local different school
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or just a different community or change jobs and move your kids or whatever. But, and then, then you feel better about it. But, but uh, we have to look at it as a parent and say, what can we do sometimes when we've tried everything? On, yeah. You can't blame everybody else, but you know, you go in there, you try to work with the teacher, the principal, and it still doesn't work, and you still and you, something's not going on. You're not happy. Moving just happy. Last year, unhappy. Yeah.
0: I call it next. <laughs> That's what I call. It. Yeah. Well, you Can not yeah. help me Okay, great. Thanks. Next. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> yeah. I
2: don't want to wanna become
0: a victim or like oh oh poor me me me. And I never want my son to ever think like you know as like victim. Like no, you, you if this isn't working out. Then you know being because the next one, the mom's always going to be here trying to teach you. As a single parent, the best that I can, you know what I mean? Then you keep mm-hmm. on moving, you keep on trucking, you fall down, you get back up. It's not what you do when you, sure. when you have. You, what you do afterwards. What are you going to do now? You're going to just sit in it and, and just, and just deal with it. And then just become like this story, the sad story. I call it same shit, different day, what they call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. It's like, well, you keep on trucking. <laughs> That's
1: right. You got to make the best of it
0: yeah this country has changed because sometimes you were told what to do and that was it you couldn't do anything about it no you have the opportunity to change whatever you want that job that whatever whatever it may be you can go and do it you do have free you know some things aren't all good but some things didn't used to be as good you know it's better now than it was last year if you ask me (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh yeah times are good
1: times
0: are (laughs) good Yeah, perception. I, I actually had a show with someone, I don't mean change the topic, but it, it comes down to so many different things. And I, I spoke to this man by the name of Artie Hoffman, and he was just he was just talking and he just horned in on perception and the, our our thinking, how our thinking can just change our whole situation. And it can still be the same problem that you had, but you change your perception, it, it, it's not as bad as you really, you know what I mean? Just your way of thinking about it. You could make yourself sick or, or become a victim. It's just so many things. If you look at, really take it, you know, and perceive it a different type of way, you might you handle it. You know what I mean? That's probably yeah, what things will be. <laughs> I say those are
1: mm-hmm. all the yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. People told me I couldn't make a movie. Now I've
0: got one made.
1: Yeah. Hello. I going <laughs> to make another one. So, you know, <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm working. working all day on the other one. Finally got the last location sealed deal today. So. And it's That's the main awesome. location so, so we're gonna get kicked off on that. And uh, uh, my wife left me a list of stuff here I need. I'm supposed to be doing and start trying to work on a web page, building that today. So there's always something to learn and something to do.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And I appreciate you for because you have a plethora of things to do and and you took the, the time out. You know what I mean to to be able to share. I'm gonna say with with the world because. I mean, anybody can tap into this, and um, I mean, this show is on darn near almost all. And if not, I'm going to try to get it on all, you know. What I mean, streaming media. Yeah. But yeah. You, you did well, this for us. You some some much. Yeah, I
1: hope so, I gave people some ideas of what how they can you know help themselves if they're getting bullied. I think and, yeah. uh you don't have to sit there and take it. That's the main thing. No. You, there's avenues that you can get it fixed.
0: Yep, yep. I, I think you did, and that's why I was so excited to to have you. You know, the last show we. And we went in another direction. And and then I was like, this man has so much more to offer. And since, you know, I was having this, you know, going on and I want to bring more life to it. I thought you'd bring so much more. And you did, you did even for me. So I appreciate you for doing this. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. I've enjoyed it. Yes, me too. Me too. And hey, and you, this is your home here, Voice of Reckless. So you're always welcome back. (laughs)
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, when the movie comes out, when we get, we think we've got distribution if we can agree to it, and if we go that route and we get it finished, we'll definitely come back and let you know what's going to be shown there
0: yes, 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 I'll keep people posted. I actually, I was watching your trailer the other day and I kept watching it because I was like, I am gonna so love this movie. And I and I was watching the part where the guy was talking to you about, and he's like, I think you're gonna like it here, but you were quiet. You know what I mean? You were just like walking yeah. and I was like, this is pretty cool. you like so mysterious and just like chill. And I'm just like, I'm gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, and
1: that's my grandson at the
0: end of it. Oh yeah? The oh wow. trailers,
1: that's my grandson. I yes, I do it. remember. <laughs> He did a great job, never acted yes, before in his did. life, he, and he's, he's oh, yeah. now in the school play, he's all excited about it now, so so he, you know, it's changed his life a better, but that's he has awesome. bigger parts than that, but he, he stood up to the outlaws when they started trying to kidnap him, that's when he, he said, I never
0: liked you, Mr. Jones. <laughs> so there's more that's, to us than, this, than and that. And that's, that's amazing. That. Yeah. Hey, and that's yeah. him standing up to the bully, said, hey. That's right. Not taking me. That's right. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Have
2: yes, yes, thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Mr. Foster. And I will definitely be reaching out we will be talking about your amazing movies that'll be coming soon. And um everyone, this is Mr. Bill Foster. And thank you for joining us and thank you for coming to A Voice to Be Reckon with, sir. Thank you. thank you. All right, bye bye. Bye bye.
3: Are you registered to vote? Headcount is a nonpartisan organization that works with the music and entertainment industry to get fans to vote. To update or check your voter registration status, go to headcount.org, where you'll find all the information you need to be ready for election day. Are you registered to vote at your current address More than 60% of eligible voters have never been asked to register. Headcount.org is working to change that. At headcount.org, you can also check your registration status. Millions of people get purged from the voter rolls every year. Everyone should check their registration status every year. The deadline to register to vote in some states is as early as October 4th. So you want to check before then. You can also request an absentee ballot. Get info on early voting. Find your polling place or see what's on your ballot. Headcount is a nonpartisan nonprofit that tours with musicians to help concert attendees register to vote. But you don't need to leave your house to register or get voting info. Just visit headcount.org. Register to vote at headcount.org. Register to vote at headcount.org. H E A H-E-A-D-C-O-U-N-T D C O U N T.org. Because this matters.